What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Missing Piece. Today, I want to share with you the single most important concept that we teach in our program. I want to, I want to put it out there and give it to you for free because this is a concept that has nothing to do with fitness at all, okay? Yet, understanding this concept and embodying it is the reason that all of our clients are able to get into shape. This is a differentiating factor and it leads over, it spills over into relationships, careers, in the entire life of anybody who understands it. And what I'm talking about is the ability to maintain a resourceful emotional state. If you can understand that, you can change your behavior, you can change your whole life. And what I'm going to do is break down today, what does that even mean? What does a resourceful emotional state mean and why it's so essential to our process? And then I'll give you a quick exercise you can do to implement this right away. So for starters, um, I first, I don't know, kind of heard about this or this idea was first sitting into my brain a long time ago, early in my sales career, I used to have a manager who would say, you know, dude, perception is reality. And to be honest with you, it drove me insane because the way he was applying it, what he was saying is like, we can charge whatever prices we want. We can charge these high prices for our radio ads, even though nobody was really listening. And if we could help the buyer perceive it as valuable, that was the reality. And I just hated that. And that just felt kind of, you know, sort of manipulative to me, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but he was actually onto something. I hate to say it, even though it drove me crazy at the time, um, he, he was, he was onto something. And here's, here's why it drives me crazy because perception is reality. Well, I mean, I don't know. There is an objective reality that we can't deny. I can't perceive myself into being taller. I can't perceive myself. I can't perceive my house to be bigger and it just magically grows, right? I can't just perceive that, oh, our country's, no, we don't have inflation here. Everything's good in the economy. I can't, I can't perceive that. There are certain objective truths like, yes, the dollar is worth less. Yes, I am 6'2 and not 6'4. Yes, my house is 2,500 square feet and not 5,000. Like those are objective reality, right? And I cannot change those things. However, what I can do is I can change the way I experience that reality. I can change my perception. I can change my attitude and I can change the way that I experience that reality. And what this does when I change the way I experience the objective reality, it creates a feedback loop that can actually dictate our future reality. That sounds freaking trippy, right? So I want to break it down for you. Here's how it works. Here's how it works. So first of all, what happens is I perceive, I, I perceive objective reality and then it affects my emotions. So something happens, right? Something neutral outside of ourselves happens. This person gets elected to the White House. This thing happens in the news. Whatever it is, there's this event that is really neutral in the grand scheme of things. Uh, the world doesn't care about you. The world doesn't care uh, how this thing affects you. The world's just going to keep on marching, right? But somehow this neutral event affects our emotions. And then with the, with the emotional state that we're in, that's going to have a massive effect on not only my actual physical body, my emotional state does dictate what happens with my body, but more importantly, it dictates what happens with my behavior. My behaviors change based on the emotional state that I'm in. And since really my own behavior is what shapes all future outcomes for me, changing my perception can actually change my future. Because changing my perception can change my emotional state, which can change my behavior. So yes, perception isn't your current reality, but how you perceive the world helps you build uh, your future reality. It helps shape your future reality. So let me give you an example here. So 
anxiety and excitement are the same physiological response in your body. So if whether you're anxious about something or whether you're excited about something, your heartbeat will, will elevate a little bit. Your heart will move a little faster, a little bit more blood will start pumping through your uh, bloodstream uh, and a little bit more of like get up and go type type hormones will be secreted. Yet these are completely different perceptions. So if I'm anxious about event, an event or I'm nervous about an event, even though the, the physical reaction is the same, how I perceive them will dictate my emotions. If I am anxious about it, what that will do, it, it will deplete me. It will make me more tired and fatigued and ultimately it might paralyze me into inaction. But if I am excited about something, it energizes me, motivates me, refreshes me and gets me fired up to actually take action. So same event, perceiving it slightly differently can change our future reality because if I take action on it, that's a different reality than if I'm paralyzed and never take action. And so whether I'm excited about the event or I'm anxious about the event, the, the event itself doesn't change, right? But what does change is how I experience that thing, how I experience that event. And then it changes how we feel after the event and therefore influences our future behavior, okay? And so there's a great example here since we're talking about fitness with, with diets and workout, right? So if I perceive my workouts, if I hate them, if they cause me stress, like I, like if I have to pump myself up to even get in there and go, if if it's a drag, well, guess what, dude? That's that shit will drain you. If you are committing to work out three times a week for an hour, let's just say, which is pretty standard, and every single time you have to do that, you are stressed about it, you're anxious, you don't like it, you hate it, you feel like it's going to be torture. Guess what? That's not only going to deplete your physical energy from doing those workouts. But it's going to deplete your emotional energy as well because you are adding something into your life that is constantly making you emotionally unresourceful. However, if you find workouts to do that are fun for you, that are in alignment with what you want to create, you can you can align them with your goal. And you're like, dude, I cannot wait to take these steps. I'm so grateful that I can even have the free time to go work out. You become excited about it. And guess what? Now you become, now you take more action. You become more consistent with your workouts. You end up in the longer term with a better outcome. And it's the same with diet, dude. People end up, they're like, they do diets they think they have to do to lose weight. So they cut out sugar. They do keto. They do, there's a lot of stupid diets out there, to be honest with you. And all they do is create stress in your life. All they do is stress you out. And because they stress you out, you're only waiting for the day. Uh, you're only waiting for a quote unquote cheat day, or you're waiting for a day where you can be off the diet. And you're constantly emotionally depleted because something that you do every day, multiple times a day, which is eat, has become a source of stress and frustration. However, if you are excited about your diet because it's aligned with your goals, it's not that restrictive, it doesn't feel that hard, you'll be far more likely to actually execute on it for the long run. See, when we start something, when we start a fitness regimen, we know in our heart of hearts, we know that, man, I'm going to have to do this thing forever. And so therefore, if it's a, if it's stressful and causes anxiety in your life, there's no way you'll be able to do it forever. So we have to find a way to perceive it that makes us excited about it. And I know that might sound crazy, but bear with me and I'll, I'll explain later exactly how we can do that. And, you know, we, we see this time and time again, you know, we've been in the fitness game now for like wait, since 2010, so 13 years, I've seen a lot of clients in that time. And we can look at this this whole perception of an event in two different ways because the event is neutral. Is somebody like signing up to work with us? I mean, that's a that's really a neutral event, okay? But there's some people who perceive it in a way that 
creates anxiety. They're anxious. They're like, oh my gosh, I've got to nail this. Everything has to be perfect, right? I have to watch every video in the curriculum before I take any action. I'm so scared of being scrutinized by my coach for screwing up. And all of a sudden, this person, even though they joined our program, they're so paralyzed by perfection, they never actually do anything. They never actually take the steps that we lay out in the program because they're so scared of screwing it up because they were anxious about it. And guess what? If you never take action on it, you don't get any results. But there's some people, like honestly, it's most people, uh, because we kind of screen for it in our marketing. We make sure people are excited when they come in, because we know that when you're excited, you come in, you just dive right in. You take imperfect action. You're like, yes, I'm, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to do the things. Like, I'm not worried about scrutiny by my coach. I'm going to jump in and do things. I don't care if they're perfect, because I have a coach here to help me course correct. And now because I'm excited about it, because I'm not embarrassed about not knowing everything, I'm not embarrassed about not having taken all the steps perfectly, I show my face on live call, I par- on live calls, I participate, I ask questions, I get to know people within the program and share with my peers as well as my coaches. And overall, this excitement causes more action. And guess what? More action, i.e. behavior change, gets better results. Now you can take that and you can extrapolate that out to any area. And like, I remember, um, you know, back in the day when we had our gyms and, you know, a a series, (laughs) a long series of uh, unfortunate events, um, had led to us struggling very, very much in this one particular year. And in fact, it led to a lot of gyms struggling particularly hard that year. And, you know, we had a chance to jump in with a, with a marketing agency who was going to teach us how to market and teach us how to sell memberships to the gym. They promised us the world and they charged us what was at the time a lot of money for us. And like, yeah, of course we were nervous about spending that money. We were anxious, but what overrode that was that we were more excited about the possible outcomes. I'm like, dude, I know we're badass trainers over here. I know we've got an amazing facility. So if this person can teach us how to get the word out and get clients in the door, that's so exciting to me. That overrides any fear I have. And then because we did it, because we were excited about it, we implemented everything they said. We had a massive return on investment there. And so here's where it continues to create a crazy upward spot in our life. That changed how we felt about masterminds, about coaching, about paying for help in general. It just led us to be more open to saying yes. And what that did is create bigger and bigger opportunities along the way. Because we said yes, that one time we got excited, we dove in, we took action, we got the result. Now we can repeat repeat that process at bigger and bigger levels. So saying yes led to that one success which stretched our brains, showed us what's possible, broke us, helped us break through all of our fears. And because of that, we're able to continually expand. And you can contrast that with, at the time, this, this marketing agency was specifically for gym owners. There were a lot of people we know, a lot of our peers, like I said, the industry was struggling at the time who were like, dude, no way I'm paying that much money. What if it doesn't work? All this stuff, right? And so either they didn't sign up or they signed up and they half-assed it because they were self-sabotaging. And guess what happened to them? They're not even in the fitness industry anymore. They had not only had to close their gyms, they couldn't even make it as personal trainers anymore. And they had to move on and do something else, right? And maybe it was time, maybe the fitness industry wasn't for them. But at the end of the day, how they perceived asking for help dictated their outcome, which is ultimately, I've got to close my gym. Now, this whole perception dictates reality thing It might sound a little bit like pie in the sky for you right now. It might sound a little bit out there, but there is an actual formula that we teach. And I've alluded to it now, but I'll just say it very specifically right here, which is an event happens and we perceive that event, right? 
And the event itself is neutral. Okay. Everything that happens in the world outside of us is neutral. There's no forces behind it, right? It's, it's, it's random. But then how we perceive it is going to be dictated by our unconscious mind. It's going to be dictated by our worldview, our lenses, the subconscious filters we have to distort, delete, and generalize information. We take all these little filters and we tell ourselves a story about it, about the event. This event was good. This event was bad. This event was happy. This event was tragic. Whatever the case is, we tell a story about it. This person's good. This person's bad, right? This person can be trusted. This person can't, whatever that story is. And that story the next step in the chain leads to an emotional state. An emotional state dictates our physiology. And here's the thing about those two. Everything else in this is a chain going downstream, but emotions and physiology can actually be two ways. So I tell myself a story, it creates a negative emotional response. Well, that's going to change my, my uh, physiology. I might, I might slouch over if I'm ashamed. My heartbeat will elevate and I'll start breathing faster if I'm scared or nervous or whatever, right? But also now, um, physiology, we can, we can override those emotions. So I could take 10 deep breaths if I need to calm down, right? I can stand up tall and spread myself out to feel more confident. So emotions and physiology really play together. But once that emotional state is crafted, whether it's from the story or it's from our physiology, what happens is now that dictates our behavior. How we feel about something and how we're feeling in general dictates what we do about it, period. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, do it when you don't want to do. I don't care. I'm not talking about one instance. I'm not talking about like, oh, I can do this thing that sucks now one time. I'm talking about your macro behaviors over a lifetime. How you feel about something, how you feel about yourself, your emotional state in general dictates the major actions you take consistently over time. And those are what dictate your outcome in life. Okay. So the event happens. We perceive it, we filter it, we craft, we take our filter in our lens, our worldview, we craft a story about it. That story leads to our emotional state. That emotional state determines our long-term behavior. Our long-term behavior determines the outcomes we get. That's the, that's the, that's the, um, you know, that's the chain of events, right? And so if you think about it, if you really want a different outcome, you have to just go backwards up the chain, right? If I want a different outcome, well, I got to change my behaviors. Everybody knows that. Like I can't just, if I'm, if I'm eating this way and I'm eating this much food and I want to lose weight, I have to change my behavior. I have to, if I want the outcome to be to lose weight, I have to change how much food I eat. I have to change my behavior. We get that, right? But if we know that behavior change long-term anyway is dictated by our emotional state, well, I have to find ways to constantly get into a resourceful emotional state. So being able to control my emotional state and bring it from unresourceful to either neutral or resourceful is the number one hack. It's the number one thing you can do to keep yourself in line with the behaviors that are going to get you the outcome that you want. So there's, there's two ways to change your emotional state. And that is one way is to reframe, right? So, so now we have to change our perception, right? So I guess I should say a reframe, reframe really is a change in perception. So if I change the way I perceive an event, I can do so consciously, meaning like I catch myself having a bad attitude and I decide to consciously change the way I perceive it. That's one way to do it. That's a good, that's where you're going to have to start. But over time, when you do that enough, you actually change your filters and you change the way you see the world, at, you know, at a higher level to where you don't even necessarily ever stress out about the little shit ever again. And so here's here's the here's the the hack that I use to be able to apply this right away, and that is just simply having a vision. 
having a vision in your head of the life that you want. So start there. Start with the life that you want, the impact you want to have on the world, how you want people to see you, how you, how you, what legacy you want to leave, like whatever it is. Everybody's got different stuff, right? But usually what happens is you have the high level stuff of like sort of what I want to do, what I want, what do I want my relationship to look like? And one step over from that, you're like, well, there's a person I need to become, right? What I want to do is dictated by who I become. I need to become this person who I, I, I who is a superhero in my own head, right? So I want to know who is that person that you need to become to live that life you want to live. And then look at categories like physicality. What does your fitness look like, right? What does your body look like? What is it capable of? What kind of clothes do you put on it? That's your physicality. How do you dress and how do you present yourself to the world from a physical standpoint, which is a combination of your physical body and the clothes you put on it, Right. Who do you need to become emotionally? Like most people who want to achieve big shit in the world, if you look at who do I need to become to be to to achieve that big shit, you're not like, well, I definitely need to be butthurt all the time and easily triggered. Of course not, dude. You're somebody who's in control of your emotions. You're somebody who largely displays positivity, gratitude, grit, you know, that sort of thing. So look at who do I need to become emotionally? What do I want my relationships to look like in this ideal life? You know, my marriage, my kids, my friends, my peers, my colleagues, my team. What do those relationships look like? What kind of energy is being exchanged there, right? Are people just rolling their eyes and tolerating me, right? Am I just being managed in every relationship I want? Or is there an open flow of communication and connection? Right. And then, of course, there's looking at what do your finances look like? Because if you're like, hey, dude, I want all these things financially. Um, Yet I'm working a job that pays me by the hour, you'll you'll soon start to see like, oh, I've got to change something because I don't have enough hours to attain that financially, right? So what you do is you use once you have this in your head, so you kind of have the idealized life in your head, that's where you start, but then you back that out into who do I need to become? Who is this elevated, idealized version of myself? And you use that person as a reference point. Use that person as a reference point. I don't want to behave like the person I am right now. I want to behave like the person I want to grow into. And so now that you have that reference point in mind, and most people maybe never create this reference point to begin with, so they can't test themselves. But if you have the reference point in mind, you know who you want to be, you can test yourself when you, be, when you get into unresourceful states. And the reframe, the way you would change your emotional state, is you put on a lens. So it's not even like Paul now needs to you know, ditch his shitty attitude, because that's hard to do. Has somebody ever told you, like, dude, check your shitty attitude? You're like, ah, I'm kind of stuck in it. You know what I mean? You're like, easy for you to say, but like, I'm kind of stuck in this shitty attitude right now. So that's a hard thing to do. But if you have this reference point, you've had this idealized version of yourself, and you're like, man, I have a shitty attitude. What I'm doing is not, I'm not asking you to change who you are right now. I'm asking you to see the world through the lens of the person you cultivate in your mind. And so once you see the world through their lens, you're like, oh, dude, Paul. 2.0 wouldn't get super upset about this sort of thing. This person wouldn't get upset about this minor mistake and my food at the restaurant. This person wouldn't let, you know, some sort of disagreement with a peer spiral and tank their career, right? Like this person would be patient. This person would be kind. This person would be empathetic, like whatever it is. And you have a reference point now to not just ditch a shitty attitude, but literally put on the, put on the lens of an idealized version of yourself and decide like, like, Hey man, this is how I'm going to choose to see the world because this is what I want to grow into ultimately. And when you do that enough times, 
it becomes automatic, which is super powerful. So again, this change in perception leads to a change in your emotional state. And this change in emotional state is what leads to long-term behavior change. And this long-term behavior change is what leads to ultimately a change in outcome. This is the idea. This is how, um, this is how we, 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 we change ourselves. This is how we up-level ourselves. This is how we go from never having to be anxious or stressed again because we can catch ourselves doing it. We can choose to see the world differently and therefore change our response. You can, you can look at this. You know, not only from an emotional standpoint, but it's like, look at working out, dude. Um, like if you, if you perceive working out as a luxury, as, as something that only, you know, only, I don't know, young people and housewives do, well, guess what, dude, you're never going to, you're never going to get yourself excited to do it. Right. But at the same time, if you're like, dude, this is who I want to be. This is who I want to become. And I see Paul 2.0 up there in my mind's eye. I'm like, that is a dude who gets after it in the gym, who enjoys it, and who is a part of his life. And if I, can, if I can change my perception, I change the way I feel about it. Ultimately, that's going to change my behavior. And then I'm going to have the physical body to show for it. So the big idea here is that, yeah, perception isn't reality. There is a physical, objective reality that we can't just pretend doesn't exist. However, if you are able to change how you perceive reality, you will be able to change what you get out of life. And that's the most important thing I can, I can tell you about today. So change your emotions, change your perceptions, change your emotions, change your behaviors. The outcomes will follow. Now, this was kind of a heady session. This was, this was um, you know, this is more about the mindset that leads to behavior changes that we then coach people on in our fitness business, right? But a lot of people need work here or they want some help sorting it out. Well, I'll tell you what, whether you want help on the sort of mindset and lifestyle side of things, or whether you want help, you're like, dude, I need a very specific workout, or I need to know what to eat and when, uh, I want you to go on over to my website, thegoodshit.info, and get in touch with me, man. Just get in touch with me. You can click over on my Instagram. That's the best way to get a hold of me now. Shoot me a message and just say, hey, man, listen to the podcast. Here are my questions. I will answer your questions. And then there's a couple, I, I got plenty of free resources I can send your way. And if we decide it's a good fit, um, I could talk to you about what working with me in a coaching setting looks like. I have a bunch of different options. So biggest thing you can do right now, go to the goodshit.info, find my uh, Instagram, click on it, start a conversation, man. We'll talk to you soon.